This is CQ Roll Call's Policy Briefs, the latest in policy news from the CQ Roll Call Newsroom. I'm Paul Prozac. Around lunchtime on Saturday, the Senate finished its infamous voterama after more than 24 hours of continuous voting on amendments to the $1.9 trillion COVID-19 relief bill. And then the Senate passed the package by one vote, 50 to 49, The Senate bill now goes to the House, which is expected to take it up sometime this week. The House had passed its version of the pandemic bill on February 27 and sent it to the Senate. The Senate then took up its own substitute version of the bill, which included some important changes. The most dramatic change was that the Senate version took out the $15 minimum wage increase in the House bill. Senate Budget Chairman Bernie Sanders argued strenuously in favor of the minimum wage increase, but the Senate parliamentarian ruled that the minimum wage would violate strict Senate rules about what can be in a reconciliation bill. The advantage of a reconciliation bill is that it can pass with a simple majority in the Senate rather than the usual 60 votes. The disadvantage is that the content of a reconciliation bill must be budget-related. Other changes were made in the Senate bill during the amendment process. For example, the House bill would have raised the federal unemployment insurance supplement to $400 a week through the end of August. The Senate adopted an amendment, cutting it back to $300 a week, ending on September 6th. West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin, a centrist Democrat, was the main force behind cutting the benefit to $300. Manchin argued that if the benefit was too high, it would make it hard for businesses to hire workers who could earn more in unemployment benefits than they would working. At the end of the Votorama on Saturday, Senate Majority Leader Charles Schumer offered what is called a perfecting amendment. It made some additional changes in the Senate version of the bill. One change was to add more help for the battered restaurant industry, bringing total grants up to more than $28 billion. Another change was to restore $10 billion in direct aid to cities and counties, bringing aid for local government back up to $130 billion. The goal of Democrats, and it has been an ambitious one, has been to pass this bill and get it signed into law before March 14th. That's the day when the current federal unemployment insurance supplement expires. The package now faces its final hurdle. Democrats have a very slim majority in the House, and some House progressives are none too happy about the minimum wage increase getting kicked out of the bill and the reduction in unemployment benefits. It will be a challenge for House Democratic leaders to keep the caucus unified in this final step. I'm Paul Krozak with CQ Roll Call.